following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I love to hear you talk about forgiveness and especially the benefits of that in our own hearts and in, uh, in our relationships. But what are there... Um, if there are any, I'm, I'm assuming there are some some negatives, uh, some downsides to unforgiveness. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, there definitely are negatives, and um, it's very clear. You know, when we re- we refuse to forgive, and I say we, because I did for a long time, um, our unforgiveness keeps us emotionally bound to both the offense. And the offender, uh, the continual refusal to forgive kind of digs a, uh, I'll call it a deeper hole in which we can easily hide our hardened hearts. And blaming others uh, is a favorite tactic to justify our unforgiveness. So we can become too comfortable in the... Um, it's it's like having a habitat of looking at the wrong of of someone else, of uh, even self-righteousness. It's like, I'm not that way. Or it could be self-pity, you know. Uh, And so our past hurts, although they are buried, uh, they still can be very much alive because they are not released God's way, the, the way God wants us and tells us uh, to, how do we handle our offenders. And uh, we can become like our offender by becoming, in a way, offensive ourselves. And so, um, the, in fact, I'll mention one scripture in particular, Proverbs twenty eight thirteen says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And the point is, at times we can't see, if we're, if we're unforgiving, there is a hardness of heart, and, and therefore I don't think we are good at seeing ourselves accurately. And perhaps I could say it this way. An unforgiving heart is judgmental. It's focusing on the past wrongs that the offender committed. Hmm. Now, there's a point to be able to logically and rationally see what the other person is doing wrong. but the unforgiving heart has not just a judgmentalism, but it's, it's like condemnation. It's being intolerant of any present failures of, of the offender. I mean, I, I, I remember with my father, um, I would look for wrong. And... Mm. That I could find it easily. Yes. He wasn't a believer. He wasn't a Christian. And, but um, 
I looked at him through a black filter. That, if if you know about photography, do you do you do any photography, Jeff? I don't, but I understand the the idea okay. there. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're on on a camera like a thirty-five millimeter camera. You can get a it's called a black filter, mm. and what that means is a day scene. You you screw it in on the cap part, um, and uh, you screw it on, and the day scene becomes a night scene. It's very helpful in photography at times, um, but it's not good when. <laughs> All I wanted to see was the black of my dad in terms of what was wrong. I didn't want to see that which was right until later. Uh, So the unforgiving heart, um, as I said, being judgmental, we're even told uh, in Luke 6, 37, do not judge. I mean, don't be judgmental. Uh, Do not condemn forgive and you will be forgiven so there there are other prices of unforgiveness like um, the um, unforgiving heart um, is typically merciless we we don't look to give another person mercy it's rehearsing the reasons why the offender doesn't deserve Hmm. mercy Um, the unforgiving heart has contempt, looking down without mercy on the offender. And yet, if we really want to be biblical, uh, the Bible says judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has uh, not been merciful. And then, and this is James, James, the second chapter. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Um, actually, we have in our keys a list of things, what the, un, the, the, the price of unforgiveness, and then we also have what does the forgiving heart look like in contrast. It's very interesting, but all we have the scriptures to, to support every single point. And um, I'm the one who needed it the most. <laughs> so I know the difference, and I've lived the difference. And I'm just so grateful to God that he showed me his way so that I would not have an unforgiving heart. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Karen Council Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. 
when we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. You're listening to Hope in the Night. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and your continued support of the ministry here. We thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, and that's uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you and to uh, get to God's hope, really, through our resources. If you'd like to tell them what kinds of things you're uh, needing help with, what maybe some struggle that you're having in life, and uh, what uh, information might be most helpful to you, they can point you in that direction, connect you with some of our resources, maybe online, or they can put those in your hands pretty quickly. Just order through them at 800-488-HOPE. Let me recommend one of our keys for living called forgiveness, as Jim was talking about that topic a moment ago, and that's called releasing you is freeing me. It's one of our keys for living, and the customer support will be happy to uh, get that resource to you. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about a situation that's happening in your life, something uh, personal, maybe a relationship issue, uh, some misunderstanding that's going on, and, and you just like some insight on that and see what uh, what God's Word says about your situation and about your uh, your life. Just talk to us about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number is 800 night 17 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And call us, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number, 800 night 17 We do have availability coming up in the next few days for you, so uh, we'd like you to be part of the program. Uh, spelled out, the number is 800-644-4817. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We have a listener returning to us, listening on the Bot Radio Network in Nebraska. We welcome back Carolyn. Well, my sweet friend, when we first talked, I uh, it 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 touched my heart what you went through, and you told me it was like the night before your fifth birthday. And then you explained to me and revealed what life was like for you as a child and as a teenager. And uh, it, it, uh, it just hurt my heart for you. And then we talked a second time. And, and uh, I asked, would you be willing to... I, I'm calling it a forgiveness timeline, but it's it's who has caused you pain, 
who is and and where we just look at your life and uh, we're going to do something with all the pain that you experienced uh, where you had no choice. There's nothing you could do about what your grandfather did. And then later what he put other boys up to doing to you. And uh, just, it was like cascading. It's like you weren't spared at all. Most people don't have that, that, uh, I'm, I'm going to just say an abundance of injustice that takes place. And I care that you be free. I care that, and I know you have forgiven certain people, and yet um, it seemed to me like there's an, an increased freedom that you could experience. What do you think? I think you're probably right. <clears throat> okay. I was, I've gone through this evening and thinking about people that I needed to forgive. And the more I thought about my life, the longer my list got. So mm -hmm. I'm, okay. I'm feeling now maybe that I was just got comfortable with the way things were and forgot about it. <laughs> and then when I started thinking about it again, these things started coming back. Yeah. So. Well, uh, it's not unusual when we start to focus because it, I mean, we, there's a part of just coping, trying to cope with life dealing with the present but sometimes there's there's unresolved pain from the past and the past at times need to be dealt with in a healthy way so that we can be free uh, and and not be a prisoner of the past does that make sense Okay. Yes. Well, I know you've, um, it sounds like you've been spending time to deal and take this seriously. Just, just realize forgiveness is something that we'll talk about later. But we're talking about what was unjust, what was painful to you, and... Um, what I would like for us to do is begin with the very earliest years. And I would say, who caused you, when you think about the injustice, um, that which was not something you caused at all, but um, who, who do you think of in the earliest years? The person that gave me the most 
son Breeze, I think, was my stepmom. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay, describe what what she did. Well, she did stuff like, I can remember one time, my earliest memory was her. I don't know how old I would have been, but I wasn't very old. And we were sitting in the front seat of the pickup waiting for my dad. He was out doing something with the cattle. And I was crying. I I can see myself crying. And then she tells me, shut up. You're not going to tear me and your dad apart like you did you and your mom or him and your mom. And mm. that's the earliest memory I have ever. So but she wasn't she, compassionate at all to your tears. Is that correct? No. She she didn't seem compassionate at all, no. Mm. And like I told you before that she had put me in the corner on my knee. I think I told you that. Mm. And mm -hmm. she told me to stay there till your dad got home. I think the longest I was in there was like eight hours. Because oh, on your knees, saw, on my knees, and mm. if I if I sat down on my ankles, you know, to change position, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she caught me, she'd whack me with a wooden spoon. So mm. I had to stay up on my knees with my nose in the corner, and if my nose wasn't torn up into the corner. She'd take the back of my head and push it in further. Mm. So, but so the, she was really the cruel. Longest, but in the in the beginning years, she was cruel, and it never seemed like my dad ever caught me in the corner because he'd, she'd see his lights coming up the driveway, and she had let me out. But the the time that I think it was the longest I got out of the corner. I couldn't even walk. Mm. I had to. I had to get to a chair and sit down, mm -hmm. or I would have fell down. Mm -hmm. mm. So, I think so that, that was, was punishing you. One. Okay. Well, yeah, your, you know, your knees are not made to be. Eight, eight hours on your knees, that would be painful for anyone. But that was her method of punishment. Is that right? Well, that it depended on the day, you know. Mm -hmm. she'd, she'd, um, I'd get in trouble. It, doesn't, it, it didn't seem like I had to do much of anything to get into trouble. Mm. So... But I'd, yeah. I'd get into trouble, and some days she'd say, well, do you want to go lay down on your bed, or do you want a spanking? Well, mm. I usually pick the spanking because I never knew when I was going to get out of the bedroom. So mm. I'd pick the spanking, and then she'd say, well, I think you deserve both. Oh. So I'd get a spanking and get put in my room. So... <laughs> Mm. It didn't matter if I made the choice or not, you know. Yeah. Mm. She did what she wanted anyway. 
And then I think I told you that also that um, her and my dad were watching out the window while I was hanging jeans on the clothesline in um, single-digit temperatures. Okay. I think I mentioned that one before. Hmm. And then my dad, he was controlling, and he'd never allow me to make any mistakes. I always had to be, you know, perfect. And, well, going back to my stepmom again, um, she would also do things like it was my chore to dry the dishes as she washed them. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't get the dishes completely dry when I put them in the cupboard, she would take every dish out of the cupboard, wet them all, and I'd have to stand there and dry everyone perfectly. Yes, that's well put. That's true. Mm. Um, you know, I actually liked it better when I, when my dad spanked me because he spanked for just about everything. But when the spanking was over, it was over. You know, mm-hmm. so I could go on and do my thing. But it was like my stepmom played mind games with me. And she tried to similar she tried to get me just as anxious as she could possibly get me. Wow. Okay, this that's very um telling. And children don't understand mind games. And they're they uh, they don't get it until later. Uh, so we'll, um, when we come back, let's move to your dad, who you said was very controlling and definitely spanked you a lot. So we'll, we'll talk about the other people who caused you unjust pain, those who were cruel and, uh, you don't have the ability to change people. Uh, we don't, none of us have the ability to do that. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that he accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. 
We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have questions or concerns about any of the topics on the program tonight, call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources that you need, whatever's going to help you the most. And if we can help you to do that and to uh, just see some of the the ways that you can be helped and uh, to understand what uh, issues you might be having in your life a little better, we'd like to do that. And then the way that we help you help others is if you'd like to uh, get some resources, either maybe uh, one that you've worked through yourself and can pass that along to someone else, uh, or maybe you can uh, buy some uh, resources through our uh, customer support team and pass them along to other people to help them through a difficult situation in their life. Well, customer support can help you do that, and uh, they will uh, certainly provide the help there when you need it the most. Their number 800-488-HOPE, uh, or you can email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Well, let's uh, return to our conversation tonight with Carolyn. Well, dear Carolyn, we're talking about in your life, from your earliest days that you can remember, um, who caused you the most pain, and I'm talking about unjust pain, and you've certainly described a very, very challenging, difficult mother, sorry, stepmother, and then you we're talking about your dad being controlling and somehow he it's like he spanked you for everything but at least when it was over it was over um anything else about your dad well he did get um physical every once in a while you know kind of shoved me around and stuff but he always he always came back after he calmed down and He'd he'd put his arm around me and come here, honey, and give me a hug. And I don't remember him ever actually saying I'm sorry, but Mm -hmm. he would, you know, act sorry. Okay. Okay. But my stepmom never did, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A different kind of relationship there. Okay, who is next on your list? Well, um, 
my mom, she, it turns out she's paranoid schizophrenic, but back in the 70s, you know, she hadn't been diagnosed yet, so it was just mm-hmm. kind of... <laughs> wasn't predictable in terms of if he said I won't be upset and yet or mad uh, but he would get mad anyway so uh, you know unpredictability is very hard um, where you're not secure it it results in insecurity for a child he was an alcoholic too, so I mean, oh. I've I've heard that that's where that comes from, but I don't know. You know, I'm not a psychiatrist, so. But um, anyway, I'm I'm getting off the story of my mom. Um, okay. My mom is the first person that I told that I had been molested when I was four. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was 14 at the time, and so I, she's the first one I told about it. And her, her response was, she rushed me off to the doctor, and she wanted the doctor to give me an exam. And I cowered in the corner. And I was crying and screaming and, you know, I don't want him to touch me. Don't touch me. (laughs) Mm. And Mm -hmm. my mom was pulling on my arm, trying to tug me out to do the exam. And 
the doctor finally said, if she don't want to do it, then don't make her. Well, mm -hmm. okay, so I got out of that without problem. Well, I get back home again, and my mother wants to give me one of those feminine hygiene washes things, mm -hmm. and, and I don't want her to touch me either. You know, I don't yes. want anybody touching me that way. Mm -hmm. And she tried for 20 minutes, and I fought her and kicked at her and anything I could do to get her away from me. Finally, she gave up and just took that thing and just squirted me with it from head to toe. Mm. Mm. All over me. Mm. So, I mean, that that's the, what I got when I trusted somebody with my story, you know. Yes. So, well, oh, um, uh, it, it's very challenging when someone isn't tender and caring. Thank you for sharing that. Anything else in regard to your mom? Well, like I said, I I didn't live with her very much, so the two weeks that we... Uh, had in the summer, you know, everything was usually pretty good. It was her, she was married four times. So, like, what was it, her third husband, he was abusive to me. I mean, he was physical abusive, but that, that was my eighth grade year, too. Mm. Um Let's see. Oh, um, going back to grade school years, mm -hmm. my mom was, would tell me she was coming to my Christmas program, and then she'd never show up. Oh. I would stand out watching for her, you know, because it, it would have been, you know, several months since I had seen her. So... I would stand out in the doorway watching for her until right up time to go on stage for doing her program. And then I'd be watching the audience, and she'd never show. Hmm. Oh. Did you say that was a Christmas program? Yeah, that would be the Christmas program. And hmm. I can't remember her ever showing up for one. That was, she'd tell me she was going to all the time, but she never would. Wow. I'm so sorry. Mm. That, that's hard. That's hard. Especially since she said she would show up. Yeah. Okay. I, I just kept believing her, too. You have a lot, yeah, you would believe, yeah. Okay, who is next on your list? Well, there's always my great-grandfather. 
him touching me just that one time. So he was he was usually nice to me otherwise. But he would be a lot of the cause of where I'd get in trouble when I'd go back to to my parents. Because he'd tell me, you don't have to listen to anybody but Grandpa. Mm. So then I'd go back home, and Grandpa says, I don't have to listen to you. Mm. <laughs> that would oh, not wow. go over well. <laughs> no, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. And you said he's your great-grandfather, not your grandfather. Yeah, he's my great-grandfather. Yeah, my great-grandfather. Okay. I think okay. I forgot the great the, the other day. Okay. That's okay. But, That's okay. But you but said he only sexually, he just sexually abused you one time. Is that right? That's all I remember. Okay. I don't know if anything happened before <clears throat> that. Okay. Or not. I, I just, you know, I don't remember anything except for the one time. Okay. But, but didn't he, he... He did things like... He would he would go to the bathroom when I was in the room with him, and it, just things to it that made me feel uncomfortable like that. Okay. And I mean, when I was young too, like mm-hmm. well, clear up until he passed away, and he passed away when I was twelve. Hmm. Oh. So, but he. So was he the one who would get these boys from the juvenile center? Yes. Okay. He was. And then, unfortunately, um, then one of the hired men started molesting you. Yes. And then yeah. he had the had these other boys do some sexual things to you. Is that correct? Yeah, the other five-year-old boy. Yeah. And, and, okay. And, yeah, that leads up to the next part of my list. Is, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to have a challenge here, but um, we're going to deal with this when we come back. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? 
Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart. And if you have any questions about tonight's topic or really any number of topics that you might be going through in your life, uh, we have uh, over 100 of what what we call Keys for Living that will help you address your situation in life. And uh, they would certainly, uh, we'd we'd like to recommend some of those that would help you the most in your situation. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on so many topics. And uh, be sure to talk to our customer support team. They can help you to find the right ones and to get some help very quickly as they can get those uh, Keys for Living to you. Uh, as soon as they can. So the number here, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673, and they're available anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. We want to recommend one of our keys for living called Forgiveness, Releasing You is Freeing Me. And uh, customer support will help you get that or whatever might be the most helpful for you. Also, you can take a look at the website. If you'd like to see all of our resources uh, there, you can go to hopefortheheart.org slash store. Find all of our keys for living there. Also books, Bible studies, and other resources that June has produced over the years. Again, that's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Well, June, let's return to our conversation now with Carolyn. Well, Carolyn, what we're going to do is, I'm thinking, like, do we're going to do something in two parts. Um, what you've described as a child is incredibly abusive. Um, children should not experience the things that you experienced, and yet... Um, very candidly, one in three girls, one out of every three girls are victims of childhood sexual abuse and and then other things too. But I think what I wanted us to do is we're going to pick up with your story of um, as, as, what, what, what I want us to do is to understand the depth and the power of forgiveness, uh, it it's not excusing what anybody has done. It's not like, well, what they did was okay. No. Uh, you have all this pain from your life, and 
there's future pain that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I just want to say that I had to learn, because I, I didn't understand forgiveness. The word forgive means release. Release. And and when I, I, I'm, I'm imagining right now, each of these abuses that you experienced, think of them as like boulders. If you were to make a fist of your hand and it would be like, Two sizes of your your fist, not just your fist, but double the size, and each of these are boulders, and you're putting them in a like a potato sack, a, a burlap bag, and after a period of time, if you tried to carry all that pain around your neck, you're talking about an extra hundred pounds. And your body was not created to carry that weight. He never planned for you to have that weight that you would carry throughout your life. And forgive, again, the word means release. You're taking all that pain in this burlap bag that you've shared so far. And it's... Imagine that being hooked to you. There's a, a meat hook, and it's, and that's all attached to you, an extra hundred pounds. And instead, if God tells us to release, specifically, he says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. It's not that it's not important, but it weighs you down, and it is not intended by God that you be a prisoner of the past, that you be weighed down because of the past sins of others. And so instead, you can choose to take that pain and release it to God by telling him you're taking that pain off of you, releasing that pain, putting it into his hands, because he says that he is our burden bearer, that he bears our burdens. He literally has the power to release us from that pain. And then you can choose to release each person who was cruel, who was wrong, who was not godly in the way they treated you. And that would be an act of your will. That's a choice. You don't do it because it's deserved. Forgiveness is a gift you give to somebody else. It's releasing that person taking that person off of your emotional hook, putting that person who caused you pain, you put that person onto God's hook because he's the one who says, it's mine to avenge, I will repay. He will deal with each person who has caused us pain, regardless of how long ago it was.
regardless of what the situation is. Um, what I want to know is, are you willing to release with the things you've shared so far, are you willing to take all that pain off of your emotional hook and release that to God? Yes, I'm willing to. You want to? Good. Well, let's let's do this. I want to lead you in prayer in regard to what you've so far told me. And there is much more, but God knows your pain. And I'm going to say it this way. Some people think, why would God allow such horrible treatment? Well, God has given every human being free will. In other words, like the first two people he created, God told Adam and Eve, do not eat from this tree. And what did they do? They ate from one particular tree, and he had a reason for it. But the point is, they chose to go against God's will, and God does allow us to go against his will. And sometimes the people who are in our lives, they are going against God's will. And what you've described is definitely not what God would have chosen. But in this world, at times, we have to be uh, subjected to what some other people have done. Now, that doesn't mean he can't be our comforter. And in heaven, there is no sin. In heaven, there will be none of this toward you. But in your life, you had a number of cruel people. And I don't want you being a prisoner of the past, a prisoner of the pain, even though I know you have wanted to literally do what's right and, and forgive them. You were going to say? Well, I, I feel I should say that after I was an adult, my stepmom did come and asked for my forgiveness. And Really? I mean, she was sincere. I mean, she had tears in her eyes and everything. But I said I forgave her, but it, you know, it keeps coming back to me. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you and, for sharing and, that. Yes. And her and my dad had both passed away. So mm-hmm. I... I can't, you know, talk things out with them anymore. So. Well, the Lord knows how to deal with people in a just way. Whether it's in life now for us or for those who are no longer here on earth, the main thing is that you not be controlled by what has taken place in your life. Because the Lord loves you, and he does not want there to be such uh, 
he doesn't want you to be suffering and he cares about your life and there is freedom when we choose to do things his way so would you be willing to pray with me right now yes i'll pray with you okay i'm going to lead you in a prayer and you'll just repeat after me god thank okay. you for loving me god thank you for loving me thank you for wanting me to be totally healed Thank you for wanting me to be totally healed. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your healing power. Right now, I want to mention certain people who cause me pain in my life. Right now, I want to mention certain people that's caused me pain in my life. Beginning with my stepmother. Beginning with my stepmother. Even when I was so young. Even when I was so young. And I was crying. And I was crying. Yet she yelled, shut up. Yet she yelled, shut up. And when she punished me, and when she punished me. When I was on my knees. When I was on my knees. For hours. For hours. I'm choosing to forgive her. I'm choosing to forgive her. For all the extreme punishment. For all the extreme punishment. And likewise, my dad, who was controlling. And likewise, my dad, who was controlling. And physically hard on me. And physically hard on me. Even though he was an alcoholic. Even though he was an alcoholic. I'm choosing to forgive him. I'm choosing to forgive him. All the things that my birth mother did to me all the things that my birth mother did to me that were unjust that were unjust I choose to forgive her I choose to forgive her We will send resources out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.